This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Young! I only play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and I got scared money Rodgers to the end zone caught for the touchdown James Jones John Gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level you know and it's just Cali swag beautiful people you're listening to keeping it 300 brought to you by blue wire and our friends at ship station and axios i'm fallon smith with the one and only james jones how you doing my friend what's going down i am good listen he's literally eating right now while we are starting this mm. podcast you have food in your mouth really james really at least it's an apple though it ain't no ramen noodle or nothing like that you know what i mean so i'm trying to get on my healthy stuff at least for this morning <laughs> I mean, how long did you have time to prepare for this podcast? Are you still eating while we go in? But that's okay. It's it's totally you. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that two things at once, man. Smart people do that. Okay, anyways. Um, well, a lot has happened actually since we last spoke. I did do um a bonus episode of Keeping It 300 after the Raiders beat the Bears. Yes, you did. Fan, she doesn't need me. How did Fallon do? She don't need me on here, man. She could do this thing solo, bolo. Okay, first of all, <laughs> the reason why, I mean, you know what? I, I probably can't. But the thing is, a lot of people like your input because you have the player input. But also, you were in Dallas for yes. the Packers game. So how were you supposed to do it? I mean, you didn't have to do a reaction right after the game. You could have waited for me. Um, but you, but weren't even, you weren't even home until Tuesday, so be it's quiet. It's all good. Don't make nice excuses. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> okay, so anyways, well, the last week, I actually lied to Raider Nation last week, James. Um, I said on in the bonus episode that we were going to do an episode together uh, a couple days later and to look out for that. But then we decided, you know, the Raiders had the week off, so why don't we just spend more time with our family? So we decided to take the week off as well, or the rest of the week as I guess you could say so that's what we did but we are back happy Monday it is Monday by the time you guys get this um, it may be Monday afternoon Monday night again a lot has happened uh, this past week Uh, we'll start with some Raiders news and notes and then we'll answer some of Raider Nation's mailbag questions and then we're going to wrap up looking ahead to the Raiders week seven matchup against your Packers at Lambo. I don't even want to have a reaction right now. Stop <laughs> smiling. Get that smile no, off your face. No, ain't no reaction. I love it, man. They're going head to head. I love it. Okay. Well, Raider Nation, you guys already heard my thoughts about the Raiders' big win over Khalil Mack and the Bears. So, I'm going to get James's thoughts right now because entering this game, both of us were scared. <laughs> and then I said... You know, in the bonus pod, I couldn't have been more happy about being so wrong about a football team. Thank you for proving me wrong, Raider Nation. No, you're absolutely right, though, because going into that game, 
and me being a part of a Raiders team that went to London and we don't really play that well in London. We always wake up and we get our butts kicked. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. This Bears defense, no Tyrell Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, big no, blow. J.J. Nelson at the time. I know he's J.J. Nelson at the time. But, I mean, I wasn't really worried about J.J. Nelson. Tyrell Williams is the number one wide receiver yeah, going exactly. up against a big-time Bears defense. And I'm like, shoot, okay, now it's strictly all on the run game. Derek Carr going to have to get the tight end out to, to – ball out to Darren Waller. You know, he's going to have to be the number one wide receiver. So I'm like, man, ooh, that's going to be tough on this Bears defense. Mm-hmm. And then I instantly thought about Khalil Mack, and I said, oh, my goodness, this dude's probably angry. Yeah. He's going to be coming after Derek. He's never been able to put a finger on Derek in practice because you can't touch the quarterbacks. Yeah. He's about to come in here and try to kill the young fella. And then again, as I watched the game, I got a smile on my face because you know who I was very, very proud of. Um, I would say Tom Cable. Well, I was most, I was most, I was going with a coach, but at one Tom Cable, it was Coach Gruden, because I know Coach Gruden came in there, like I said on the pod. Yeah. Before the game started, you cannot let Khalil Mack ruin this game. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You traded this dude away. You cannot let Khalil Mack ruin this game. And what I was most proud of is you've seen the coaches drop their pride. Yeah. Like, I don't care who else beats us. We are putting two and three men on Khalil Mack every single play. And if these other guys beat us for us double-teaming and triple-teaming oh, Khalil well. Mack, You're like, oh, well. it, it, we'll just have to live with that. But yeah. coming out of this game, the stat line will not read Khalil Mack four sacks and he wrecked this game. And that's what I was most proud of. Because it's hard sometimes for coaches to drop their pride and be like, oh, man, we're going to triple-team this dude, yeah. especially a dude that you let out the building. Yeah. Sometimes the pride kicks in like, no, we ain't worried about him. We're going to let our tackle go one-on-one with him. And you let her wreck the game. Yeah. I'm extremely proud of the coaches dropping their pride saying, listen, we all know 52K wrecked this game. Yeah. And if we want to win, we can't let 52 wreck this game. Yeah. So I love what they did. I love the game plan. I love them putting three, two people on Khalil Mack every time, not giving him a free rush. And then the run game, man. I mean, the young fella, Josh Jacob, I mean, he he's he's gonna be a, he's gonna be an animal in this league. You gotta give credit to that offensive line, though. Absolutely. The offensive line ball. But, you know, ain't too many people out there with offensive lineman jersey on. So <laughs> these skill positions and that running back, man, Josh Jacobs, he he, he did what he had to do, man. And I, they got to get him the ball even more and more. And when we said that Derek Carr needed to get the ball out quickly, short passing game, and hopefully, you know, your, your receivers get yards after the catch. And that's what they did. You know, the short passing game opened up things for the run game, et cetera. They were really balanced. It was just a really really good game plan and it's funny though James because you know how everybody's at Derek Carr like oh you're not throwing the deep ball or at John Gruden oh you're not dialing up the deep ball well against this against this team that had to be the game plan absolutely I mean the Bears defense has shut down every and anybody even your man Aaron Rodgers shut down Aaron Rodgers shut down Devontae Adams shut down uh, Stephon Diggs shut down Adam Thielen shut down Kirk Cousins I mean who who, they shut down everybody they played so this defense does not give up big plays. So yeah. the best bet is to throw the short passes and try to make break a tackle and get some yak. The Bears defense is, is coached well. They smart. They are not giving up the big play. Well, since that last game, the Raiders have sent a 2021 fifth-round pick to the Bills in exchange for wide receiver Zay Jones. So I love Zay Jones, man. Okay, well, I want to know why you love him, but I'll ask you that in a second. Uh, for the people who don't know, Jones, great last name, right? Uh, former second-round pick, uh, 
uh, a high second round pick was 37th overall in 2017. It hasn't really worked out for him. He's had several injuries. Um, now this season has been a little rough for him. His last outing with uh, the Bills versus the uh, New England Patriots, he was targeted eight times, and he only had two catches for four yards. Not really sure. I didn't watch the game. Okay, so not really sure what went down there. He was also playing the New England Patriots, who have. A ridiculous defense. Do they? Uh, that's a long conversation. They scored like 50 <laughs> fantasy points this past weekend. Yeah, exactly. Against 50 of the worst teams, too. I know you think the Green Bay Packers have the best defense in the National Football League, but we don't you have don't to go there. You don't know who I think has okay. the best defense. Okay. Well, with that said, James, as I mentioned, they signed Zay Jones. <laughs> yes, they did. And I love Zay. Okay. So what do you think about the Raiders picking him up? And is he a good fit and why? Clearly, you think he is. So first off, Alan, when you, when you talked about him, you mentioned targets, but you missed, you missed the most important thing. What? Over his whole career, he's had zero people throwing him the football. Absolutely zero people throwing him the football. No. I was able to watch Zay Jones, I mean, since he came out of college. And, I mean, coming out of his draft, he's probably the best route runner. Okay. Coming out of his draft. Now, he, not, he ain't going to have no top-end J.J. Nelson speed. But what he is going to give you, he's going to give you the route running. He's going to give you what Crabtree used to give you, but just more explosive. And do you think he's but reliable hands? Reliable hands, very good route runner. He's an explosive kid. Like I said, he ain't going to burn you down the field, but that's what Tyrell Williams for. But okay. this is a very, very, very good complimentary wide receiver to Tyrell Williams because this kid can run all the routes. He can make the tough catch, the big boy catch. He's going to get you yards after catch. And, I mean, with the Buffalo Bills, I mean, he shows flashes of being like, oh, my goodness, this kid could be special. Yeah. But then again, you always got to look at who is he playing with. These guys could not get him the ball. The offense could not stay on the field. I mean, we know the teams that Buffalo had. They were bad. But Zay Jones, I promise you, I promise you, watch. All right. He's, he's going to come into that Raiders offense, and he is going to make some plays because he's one of those guys that could create separation, get open with his routes, and he's going to catch it. He's a big wide receiver. He's going to catch it. I, I like the pickup. I'm, I'm glad they dealt for him. And it's also perfect timing because they had a bye week, and John Gruden said he's going to give him a crash course this week uh, with the playbook, et cetera. So um, hopefully he's ready to roll um, at Lambeau, so we will see. But um, as I mentioned earlier, the Raiders cut J.J. Nelson. Um, so – Antonio Brown gone, right? Ryan Grant gone. J.J. Nelson gone. So these were three of your top four receivers entering this season. Now, the Nelson cut surprised me, um, and I'm a huge fan, though, of Trevor Davis, his speed and the things that you can do with him in this offense. Uh, But J.J. Nelson is a guy who, you know, can take the top off of defenses with his speed. I thought that he was going to be a big part of this offense, but Gruden – I guess, grew agitated, uh, if you will, after he was unable to go um, against the Colts. He was a last-minute scratch. Gruden was not a big fan of that. And as you know, your best ability is your availability. Okay? That's it. That's (laughs) it right there. And so they weren't able to rely on him, and they let him go. Were you surprised about this? You know what? I'm not surprised because I I feel like Gruden is taking this Bill Belichick approach. You think? Yes, man. I don't know if I would go that far, but maybe, maybe, maybe. He's saying, man, you don't perform, you ain't available, you got to get up out of here, man. Especially depending on the type of guy you are. I mean, if you're a big-time playmaker, I mean, obviously you're going to get more chances, but I mean, we don't know the, the the real injury, why he set out. But, man, if we're trying to scratch and claw for wins 
and you got a little nagging injury that really ain't you can't hurt it worse or can't you know yeah. you need to be out there playing but no I wasn't surprised at all I mean I don't I like JJ Nelson but he's he wasn't a he wasn't a guy that I feel like Derek Carr relied on and had to get the ball down to him, even though he could run and stretch the field. Yeah. I mean, Derek wasn't giving him a lot of opportunities, a lot of targets. So you could tell Derek wasn't really comfortable with him throwing throwing to him and all that. I mean, he was looking for, for Tyrell Williams. So I wasn't surprised. But so they had to let him go. They got Zay. I love the pickup. I think Zay's going to be a big-time addition in the offense. Well, we have some more news. Vontez Burfick's suspension has been upheld. So Burfick's appeal was denied. You were like, there's no way that this was going to happen. It's going to be reduced, yada, yada, yada. Um, so, yeah, Burfick's appeal was denied. Honestly, though, I personally am not surprised at all. Once the story came out that the NFL found a separate helmet-to-helmet incident in that same game, I knew they were trying to do everything in their power to uphold the suspension, and, of course, they did. So That's BS, man. I know. That's BS. Well, he's going to miss the remainder of the season and the postseason if the Raiders do make the playoffs. Uh, this is the longest suspension handed out by the league for an on-field incident um and it's gonna cost perfect over a million dollars yeah I, I really don't even want to i don't even want to comment on this because i ain't got nothing good to say the nfl <laughs> gonna mess around and fire me so i'm just gonna <laughs> Okay, I'm just you gonna do stay. work for the people. You yeah, do work I'm for just, the man. I'm just, I'm just going to stay out of this one, man. So but, you're just not very happy. You think oh, this it's, is ridiculous. It, it's BS, man. I mean, we see helmet to helmets all over the league. You're going off a of dude's resume. I understand you're going off a of dude's resume. And you give him a couple more games. But, I mean, you're taking a man's whole season away. And then you want to go back and act like um, every time somebody gets fined, you watch their whole game to see if they're going to get fined again. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, like that, like that's BS. I've never heard that done. Oh, he got helmet to helmet. Oh, let's go back and watch the game and see if, uh, if it uh, happened uh, again. If a it play that again. happened again that he did yeah. not get penalized yeah. for, but it was still helmet to helmet. Man, come on. So I'm gonna stop right there because they don't want me to keep keep rolling on. I was like, dang. So you gonna keep going? I mean, I yeah. thought you said you were gonna comment. Yeah, I'm gonna stop right there. Look, I thought it would be about five to seven games, not a season long suspension, but the league, you know, wanted to make an example out of him. Again, his track record, yes, was the main factor. He was warned multiple times. So really, at the end of the day, he has nobody to blame but himself. And I'm going to leave it at that. Even though I don't agree, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. I'm not even back on that. <laughs> well, I think Ty, uh, Tyre Whitehead uh, has done a great job in the middle. Um, and being that quarterback of the defense, I think he's actually much better at middle linebacker than he is um, on the outside. So I think... You know, the Raiders should be fine. Now, obviously, you're going to miss Vontez's leadership and physical play. Um, we'll get kind of a better feel for this Raiders defense when they face your boy Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. That's for sure. And we're going to get to that a little bit later. Uh, I feel they do still need some depth there, though, at linebacker. So we'll see if the Raiders make any moves. I'm still a big fan of Jason Cabinda. Sign him off the Lions practice squad. I've been saying that for weeks now. Um, all right, so last note before we get to the mailbag questions. Raiders Week 8 matchup with the Texans has been flexed into the afternoon slot. So look at that, James. Raider Nation getting some love. Yeah, they're getting some prime time. Right, no longer a 10 a.m. kickoff. Uh, they'll play a 125 game, so technically 325 in Houston. Uh, it is taking place of the Broncos-Colts game. Yes, that's going to be moved up. Um, and as you know, James, the Texans beat the Chiefs yesterday. So things looking pretty good for the Raiders right now. Chiefs 4-2, and two, Raiders 3-2. and two, uh, But they are wrapping up the brutal part um, of their schedule. You got the Packers and then the Texans next. So if the Raiders can win one of these games, James, I really think they'll be in good shape entering the favorable part of their schedule and divisional play. 
Uh, do you feel this is really key if you get one of these games that playoffs are possible? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, shoot, you get you get one of these games. I mean, shoot, you tie for first. You see the other teams is down there at the bottom, the Broncos and the, and the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, so it's basically a two-man race between the Chiefs and the Chiefs and the Raiders. So I think what the Raiders are doing right now, they got the formula to win. And that's run the ball and that's get the ball out of Derek Carr's hands fast. And as you can see, I mean, obviously the Packers defense is pretty good, but that Chiefs defense and that Texans defense is not that is not that good. So I absolutely do think they can make a playoff push. And I, I believe it because they got the right formula. And they can run the ball. They can keep offenses off the field. The other big-time quarterbacks that they're going to play against off the field. And Derek Carr get the ball out of his hands fast. And then they just got to try to find a way to get some turnovers. If they can continue to find a way to get some turnovers, I think they'll be fine. But, no, I mean, they're playing good football right now. They know who they are. It's not a lot of teams in the NFL right now who know who they are. They're still trying to – they still, they still trying to find a way. They don't know. We're a running team, pass a team, what we're going to be. The Raiders know who they are. All right? So and, and, that's, and that's a good thing. So, yes, I feel like they could definitely make a push at the playoffs. All right, Raider Nation, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to answer your mailbag questions. So stay where you are. To all my Blue Wire entrepreneurs out there, whether you own a small business or a big business and you sell things online, I got something for you. Because as you know, when you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. It's time consuming. It's expensive. There's so many carriers to choose from. So how do you know you're making the best choice? Well, that's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Look, I don't own a business and I don't sell things online, but one of my good friends does, and she uses ShipStation. Why? Because ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, it helps you save money on shipping costs, and most importantly, it helps keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, whether it's Amazon, Etsy, or even your own website, ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Blue Wire podcast listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the offer code BLUE. That's B-L-U-E. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. So just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter the promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Following a team you love can be very time-consuming. 
Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. Let's be honest, unless you want to get in trouble at work because you're on the computer looking up all the latest news. Well, scrolling through every app and visiting every website is seriously impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Now, Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email box. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, which is a xios.com so sports.axios.com you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends giving you the ability to stay informed it's super simple to sign up and again it's free yes F-R-E-E folks cost you nada Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with all of your buddies. So why don't you join the 100,000 sports fans who already get caught up on the day before it even begins? And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free curated sports content delivered directly to you. So sign up for free at sports.axios.com. Again, that's sports.axios.com. All right, we are back. It is time to get Raider Nation involved. This is our mailbag segment. You guys sent us a ton of questions on Twitter, so thank you for that. Um, we're going to get to as many as we can right now. We are going to start with somebody from... <laughs> this is a funny question, James. It's actually for you, so stop eating. I don't know exactly what you eat right now, but I'm going to need you to chew it, swallow it, so you can get to this question. So the question is from Thick Boy Season. Thick Boy Season. <laughs> Uh, Thick Boy Season wants to know, what did James Jones usually do on his bye week? Oh, wee, that's a good question. Um, it depends what our Eat. it depends what our record was on the bye week. Yeah. If we was if we was losing record, I stayed right there at the facilities getting my mind right. You know, if I didn't have any injuries or anything like that and we were winning, oh, I'm out of there. Like a little short back, vacation or something? Back home to California. When I was in Green Bay, back home to California for the whole week. I am out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. And then when I was with the Raiders, I just took a little vacation. Mini one. I, def- I needed that vacation for that one year. So <laughs> We know. <laughs> that bye week, I needed that woosah. But, uh, <laughs> so, so I would do that. But, it, yeah, it depend on if we were losing, I would stay there, uh, try to get my mind right, figure out what we got to do. If we was winning... And I was healthy. Oh, I'm out of there. Back home to California, chilling, big chilling, relaxing, hanging. Well, you had a lot of those winning um, bye weeks, I'm assuming, with the with the Green Bay Packers. So anyways, the next question is from Stanley Hudson. He wants to know, why do you think we always come out flat after the half? Well, great question. Um, in my opinion, I think it's the inability to make adjustments, you know, while other teams Make adjustments at halftime. It's about countering them. Uh, in the Bears game, I think the team got a little overconfident, a little complacent, um, if you will. Um, and then they ended up making some crucial mistakes because of that. Um, and then you saw what happened when the Bears scored 21 unanswered points. Um, but you're a former player, James. Uh, what do you attribute to the, you know, the Raiders or just teams in general when they come out flat after halftime? Well, you know, it's a little bit of it's it's a little it's a little bit of a mixed bag, man. Because if you go into halftime and you're up, I mean, obviously you want to come out and you probably want to run the game, run the ball, you know, eat some of this clock up, you know, yeah. especially if you're up big. And if you do that, 
and you come out there and you run the ball and then you third down, you try to throw it, get a first down, it's incomplete. It's like, okay, shoot, what are they doing? They starting off slow. No, this is the game plan. Mm-hmm. This is what we, we what we try to do. They just got us off the field on third down. So, you know, and then when and then when you're when you're losing and you come out, I mean, sometimes it's it's, it's the opposite side. We like, look, we got to throw our way back into this. You know, we got to make some plays. Then you come out and it's like, shoot, two, three and outs. We didn't make no plays, and it's like, dang, and they started slow. So, at the end of the day, first half, second half, when you come out, you just got to make you just got to make the plays. And really, the plays to be made is on third down. Yeah. Because that's how everybody says, dang, they're starting slow because they're off the field. Yeah. That's that's the main thing, coming out, getting a couple third downs to keep the drive going. You know, lately the Raiders come out, you know, it's like they three and out, three and out. You know what I mean? They can't really get themselves going. But it's nothing to that. You just got to shoot. The plays are there. You just got to make the plays. And I also think, you know, on defense, uh, when you have the lead, you tend to be a little more conservative and play, you know, soft coverage. Mm-hmm. So teams start to score and, and you know, believe that they're going to get back into the game. So I think that goes hand in hand, not just with the offense, but I think defense, you know, again, you become a little more conservative, maybe just like on offense when you want to um, run time off the clock. So you're running the football. Absolutely. Uh, Next question from Raider J. Who's done a better coaching job? Tom Cable with the O-line or Buckner with the D-line? Listen, Buckner has done a great job. However, no, 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 no. I have to give this to Tom Cable, and here's why. I have doubted him a lot this past year. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> but um, not just this season. I'm talking about going back to, you know, last year. But what he's been able to do, especially, you know, with guys getting banged up and without Gabe Jackson and plugging guys in and out, honestly, I've been really impressed. And against the Bears, I think that's what I officially ate a good piece of humble pie and I was like, all right, man, got to give it up for Cable, you know? Um, it obviously helps that you have a superstar running back in Josh Jacobs. Okay, yes, that helps. But the O-line really has opened up running lanes and done an incredible job blocking uh, for Josh Jacobs and everybody else and keeping Carr upright and, and protected. So I'm honestly, Tom Cable, kudos to you. I disagree with you. You think it's the D-line? I think it's the D-line, and this is my reason why. Okay, go ahead. I feel like, I feel like Tom Cable's offensive line is unbelievable. All oh, the talent that he has on that offensive line. You better have them boys playing football. Okay. That's you know, when point. you look at the when you look at the D line, it's not as talented as the offensive line. So that coach has his hands full a little bit more than than Tom Cable. I mean you got what? No, but Colton Miller has taken his game to another level this year. He has, but you got I mean that but that's part of the second year. The game slows down. Every every little rookie takes his game to the next level when it comes into that year. But he's two. been able to plug that right guard spot with multiple people and they're still been they've been fine. Yeah, but it's a but it's a lot of help around. You have Trent Brown on that right side too, so yeah. Yes. So it's a lot what I'm saying, it's a lot more talent on that offensive line than okay. it is that defensive line. Good point. And that defensive line is getting after the quarterback and is playing playing ball. You know what I mean? And it's and it's some young guys on there that the coach had to get right to get out there and play. So I would have to say he's had to, to put in a little bit more work to get them dudes playing at a high level, especially how they played last year. Yeah. I mean, what, two sacks or something like that 13, last year? No, they had 13 as a team. But, yeah. <laughs> but that, they, well, I, that's how it felt. That's how it felt. I remember two. <laughs> I remember two. <laughs> I remember two. And yeah, now I mean, you yeah. feel like, dang, every time they go out there, you feel like the pass rush is going to get there. They're going to do their job. So I love what he's doing with D-line, and I just feel like Coach Cable, he has a lot of talent on that O-line, and it's easy to coach 
Coach Big Time Talent. Okay, so that was very good. I agree. So, yay, good job, James. Um, <laughs> but Jason Smith wants to know, good last name, do you think Gruden has turned the corner to being more aggressive slash flexible, letting Carr run more spread? Now, I don't know if I would say aggressive. I don't think that's the word that I would use. I would say Gruden has gotten more creative yeah. these past two weeks. You know, go and hurry up, spread. Uh, that's what I've been calling for. A lot of people have been calling for that. And you're doing it with guys who weren't even your top three, four receivers, you know, on this team entering the season. He's been creative with Trevor Davis, who I'm a huge fan of the last two weeks. And we're finally seeing Josh Jacobs get involved in the passing game. I feel like we need to see more of it. Um, I think overall, uh, he knew he had to make adjustments because (laughs) it really wasn't working for the two losses that the Raiders had. Um, And then... Obviously, now you have an extra week to prepare for the Packers. Uh, Meanwhile, the Packers are playing on a short week. So put together a good game plan. Continue to be creative. John Gruden, and we'll see what they can do uh, against the Packers. But um, what do you think? You don't have to answer that. We can move on if you agree with me. No, I just – I I feel like that John Gruden has not even – opened up the bag of explosive plays just because he doesn't have the guys that he wanted. If he Mm. still had Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams, we probably will see this ball flying all over the football field, even with Josh Jacobs in the backfield. But I feel like he's kind of scaled back because he doesn't have those weapons. So yeah, we got to lean on the run game a little bit more, but Watch when next year comes and he finds or gets some free agent wide receivers or free agent big-time guys in there or draft big, big-time guys. You guys are going to see him open up this playbook and this ball going down the field. I was really hoping Stephon Diggs would really request a trade and be out. Like, <laughs> but did you see him ball out this weekend? I'm like, yeah. man, he's staying. He's staying. Everybody's, everybody's happy. Yeah, I was basically – I was saying everybody's happy now in Minnesota, man. Everybody's good. Everybody's getting the ball. They're winning. Everybody's happy, so ain't no need, ain't no trades coming out of Minnesota. Okay. By the way, everybody, we just had to switch over James Jones to his cell phone because his internet decided to take a doo doo on us. Um, but he was kind enough to hop on the phone so we could finish this podcast. Unfortunately, because of that, we're not going to get to all of the mailbag questions, but we are going to answer um, a couple more. We'll probably just breeze through it. Let's see. At Nalo Raider wants to know, is Trevor Davis going to be more involved going forward? Well, obviously he should be. <laughs> uh, James, you can answer this since you know him. He's a former Packer. How would he be best used in this offense, you think? Well, I mean, first off, everybody looks at Trevor Davis as a speedster. I mean, he could he could run routes as well. I mean, he he been training with the same trainer that me, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, all the guys trained with running routes and all that. So he can run routes as well. but Listen, he just got there. They probably had a couple little packages in for him, you know. And now that we didn't have a bye week, you know, he's able to kind of dig into the playbook a little bit more, the signals a little bit more, you know, understand where they want to use him, how they want to use him. So, yes, I believe he will have a bigger role. That's probably the main reason they let J.J. Nelson go, too, is because you got a guy in Trevor Davis that could do the same things and a little bit more but he just wasn't up to speed to the offense yet. So mm-hmm. now that he didn't have a bye week to get up to speed and all that good stuff, uh, we'll see a little bit more of him and him being out there to be able to make some plays. All right, so Adam Dunn wants to know, are we the Raiders who got our tails beat in Minnesota or are we the Raiders who beat the Colts and Bears back-to-back weeks? Um, I think the Raiders are closer to what we saw the last two weeks, but not all the way there, not quite. 
but it's hard to tell because, you know, we've seen a different team every week. And now, yes, James, they've been consistent the last two games, but can they keep that going? You know, can they string together several straight wins? Consistency is key. That's how you really know who a team is if they continuously do the same thing week in and week out. And they're competitive and close each week, but they are doing, you know, the same things week in and week out. And but and they're competitive and just losing tight ones. Um, then that's obviously a good sign. There's no moral victories, but you know what I mean? If they're playing like the Packers and it's a close one down the stretch, I'm going to say, okay, maybe the Raiders are for real, even if they do lose that game, but it's a tight one, you know, down the stretch. Um, and then, you know, the, the Raiders have a favorable part of their schedule uh, towards the tail end and down the stretch to see what they can do there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you agree with me or disagree, but like I said, I think they are closer to the team that we've seen the last two weeks, but not quite. Yeah, and I need I need a couple more weeks to really figure out what kind of team this Raiders team is going to be. I mean, because right now everybody's saying, oh, man, who is Kansas City? They lost the last two. Well, Kansas City's still a good football team. Um, I believe the Raiders are still a good football team, too. But I just I need a couple more weeks to figure out and see who we really, really are going to be because we're going to play some good teams. But the best thing about the Raiders is, like I'm saying, they know who they are. They know what they want to be on offense. They know what they want to be on defense. They know who they are. But a couple more weeks to to kind of feel like, okay, was that a fluke? Mm-hmm. You know, Chicago, yeah. or was that you know the real Raiders team? I need I need a couple more weeks. But that's why we play the game. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. I mean, you go up to Minnesota, you play a big time defense on the road. I mean that's a hard that's that's a hard place to play. I played there a lot. That's a hard place to play and win. You see what they did to the Philadelphia Eagles. So I need a couple more weeks. I know this is a long winded answer, but I need a couple more weeks to kind of see, you know, what kind of Raiders team we're gonna get. Okay, B. Delgado wants to know, is it safe to say Crosby and Mayoa are the DNs going forward? I'm going to say yes. And this is the thing, though. So I think this is what he was going at, uh, He was going for without actually saying his name. I know people are down on Cleveland Farrell. Um, he's obviously injured right now. I think he was back at practice. Um, that's what I saw on Twitter today. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him ranked. This is really bad, James. 99 out of 102 edge rushers. Okay? He has just a 6.8% pass rushing win rate. That's not very good. He has just one sack. You know, uh, and that was in week one. Also, now this is a bad comparison. Khalil Mack didn't get his first sack until week 11, his rookie season. And then I believe the next year he got 15. I'm not comparing the two. I'm not saying he's the next Mack by any means. I am just saying sometimes guys are projects and take a little more time to develop. Um, I'm still going to say he was a stretch at four, yes, but give him time. The good news, Raider Nation, that guy you mentioned, Crosby, Max Crosby has been a pleasant surprise. Okay, Raider Nation should be pumped up about Mike Mayock's evaluation uh, of him during this year's draft because his ceiling is high. He is relentless. He has a high motor. And let me see. I think I wrote this down somewhere. He has one sack, two batted passes, a forced fumble, and seven quarterback pressures in the last two games, James. Okay, he's a playmaker, and Raider Nation should be excited. So I'm basically trying to say look at it uh, like the glass half full. Cleveland may not be living up to expectations, but you got a, another guy who was taken in the later rounds, you know, in Max Crosby, who's doing some damage. So I think they should be um, excited about that. Yeah, and and on the side, no, Cleveland was playing. He was he was playing good football, man. I mean, I know a lot of people want to measure a DN off his sacks and all that type of stuff, man. But 
he was playing good football. He was getting his hands on some passes. He was doing, he was playing very well against the run. Yeah. You know, I mean, so I don't really get caught up in all those numbers. I mean, he's hurt right now. The other guys are playing well, but this still is a guy in, in Farrell that is, is going to be a good player, is playing good football. And listen, it's year one. He's not going to come out there and have 30 sacks, you know, like everybody thinks, you know, he's just going to bust on the scene. So I'm not worried about him. I just want to see him get healthy because when he was out there, he's a long guy. He could cause problems. I mean, he was playing well against the run, getting his hands on passes. So, I mean, the more you're out there, the more opportunities you have to get sacks. The less you're out there, the further they're going to put, put you down there uh, and say you're the 100 DN out of 102 because you're not able to be out there to, to, to make some plays. So I don't really worry about all those stats. I just, from, from what I've seen from him, I like what I've seen from him. He's a very smart player, and I think he's going to be good for the Raiders. Positivity. I like it. Um, okay, so this is a yes or no question. We're not going to give any stats. Okay, this one is from Talvin. This can just be a yes or no answer. Is Josh Jacobs going to be... The offensive rookie of the year. Oh. I say yes. Oh, man. If he keeps it up, I, I say, say yes. I would say I don't know just because it's a quarterback-driven league, and if Danny Dimes wins seven games for the New York Giants, I don't see how you take it away from Danny Dimes. So You think they'll I'm win seven games? I, 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 I think it's a possibility that the Giants could win seven games and Danny Dimes is going to be the reason for it. Hmm. And I don't see how you're going to take it away from him if he does that, unless Josh Jacobs just goes out there and is a monster. Does he have a chance? Absolutely. Does he? Uh, it's going to be close. <sighs> he definitely has a chance to be rookie of the year, yeah. um, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, and- gonna, it's going to be it's going to be close. He definitely does have a chance. It's be but, and think about it, even though I said it was going to be yes or no answer, we both didn't say yes or no answers, but um, through five games, 430 yards, four touchdowns, and he's averaging 4.9 yards per carry. If he can keep that up through 16 games, come on. And the Raiders make the postseason, yeah, you got to give it to Josh Jacobs because the Giants are not making the postseason. Last year, they gave it to Saquon Barkley, you know, the Rookie of the Year award for offense, um, and did not give it to Baker Mayfield. So... I'm all aboard for Josh Jacobs being the Offensive Rookie of the Year. All right, moving on. Um, At Airman Chad wants to know, where would you rank the Raiders right now? Top 16 or top 10? I say 15. I say the Raiders right now are above the middle of the pack. I'm I'm just trying to think of the AFC teams. Um, No, NFL, power rankings. Oh, power rankings, top 10. Ooh, Raider Nation, top 10. I can't put the Raiders in the top 10. I know. That's say... why I said 15. I said above average, above the middle of the pack. Yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah, 15. 15, you're right. I agree, 15. Cool. Okay. I was like, of course, like in the AFC, they're a top 10. Um, but anyways, yeah. okay, last one, and this is for you, James Jones. This one is from at EJ19031. I don't know why you have that number, but that's okay. Um, who's James Jones taking next Sunday? Make him choose Fallon, Packers, Raiders. Yeah, no, let me let me be honest though. Let me be honest though. All right, I'm I'm a, I'm a Raider to the day I die. Once a Raider, always a Raider. But Fallon, I have two little boys, I right? Mean, yeah, I and know. you've met them, yeah. right? Yeah. The Packers have paid their bills for eight years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. The Raiders have. The Raiders have for one. So if I have to pick a team to win, I'm going to have to say I hope it will be a tie. 
<laughs> okay, first of all, let's keep it all the way 300. I had no, told you that. The, no, 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 no. I'm, I told I'm, you that this I'm, is coming up. I'm, I'm picking the Packers. Okay, I'm of course. I was going to say. Derek Carr, I want Derek Carr to throw for 400 yards, five touchdowns. Packers win. Just so we're keeping it all the way 300, I told James that this question was coming up. And I said that I tweeted that guy, you don't want to know who James is going to pick because it ain't going to be the Raiders. <laughs> if we keep yeah, it all yeah. the way 300, I'm, I, come on. I mean, I'm a Raider. I'm always going to ride with the Raiders. I picked Packer Raiders Super Bowl, but hey, Packers paid the bill way longer than the Raiders did, man. No hard feelings towards the Raiders. I'm not sensitive at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do hope my guy Derek Carr goes out there and balls his tail off. Packers win. Okay, okay. Sorry, Raider Nation. I know. Hope you still love James. Um, well, again, let's gonna wrap up with this. Next up, Raiders hit the road to face the Packers at Lambeau. Packers are four and one right now. They play tonight against the Lions on Monday Night Football. Devontae Adams still out with turf toe. Um, do you think your boy's gonna be back, James, for the Raiders game? You got some intel. Come on now. Give it up. Um if I had to bet on him, I would I would say yes. Uh, from talking to him and all that, I know he's been going through a bunch of pain and all that type stuff. And I know he's definitely not playing this week, but I've been talking to him. It's been getting better and better every week. So hopefully he can start jogging and running on that thing next week and be able to practice and get out there for that uh, Raiders game. Dang, it's just the Raiders' luck that they'll have to face Devontae Adams. I mean, why couldn't they just face him this week? Gosh darn it. When he, I mean, face the Packers <laughs> this week without him. I mean, the Raiders need all the help that they can get, okay, when you have Aaron hey, Rodgers. No, man, the Raiders is a good team. You want to beat people at the – you want to beat people with all their guys on the field to let people know that you're the real deal. Okay, you're right, you're right. Um, well, this Raiders defense, period, is going to have its hands full regardless if Devontae Devontae Adams is on the field or not because you have your main man, Aaron Rodgers. Um, it doesn't matter who is out there. He's going to find a way to to get them the ball. Um, and then, of course, you add Aaron Jones to the mix, to the run game. Um, and I think, what, he had four touchdowns in his last outing? Freaking ridiculous. So, yeah. with that said, how do you slow down this offense, James Jones? You've seen a few teams do it so far this season. Only one team has been successful in actually beating them, but... yeah. I think I think first and foremost, uh, you got to get after Aaron Rodgers. Uh, not an easy task if you get the ball out of his hands extremely fast. Um, but you got you got to you got to get pressure on him. And then next thing is, if there is no Devontae, mm-hmm. uh, you got to stop Aaron Jones. You got to stop that run. And then if there is a Devontae, <laughs> you got to stop Devontae. Then you got to stop Devontae. How? But I know I know How? it sounds crazy, but game. But game plan wise, the way to stop all those guys is number one. Yes, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop Aaron Rodgers. But the way to stop Devontae Adams and all the receivers is get pressure on Aaron Rodgers and force him to get off the spot. And yes, he is very special outside of the pocket. And you gotta have a spy linebacker on him to make it hard on him. Mm-hmm. But um, you gotta get pressure. You gotta get pressure on twelve. You gonna have a shot. If twelve clean back there, and if twelve could escape and he's clean, he's able to see down the field, I mean, it's going to be a long day. Like we've always said, though, when he scrambles, when he's on the run, that's when magic happens, man. So. <laughs> Danger right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, the Packers' defense has become one of the best in the NFL this season, for sure. Um, I've went and picked them up on, you know, on the waivers uh, because I didn't think they were going to be this good uh, this year. So I picked them up in yeah. fantasy a few times, a few weeks. Um, and it's going to be another big test for the offensive line. you got guys like Z- uh, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. You know, they're my Monsters. Um, I think the Raiders, mm-hmm. you know, stick to the short passing game, pounding the football, running the football, because obviously you want to control the time of possession and limit Aaron Rodgers' time on the field. Okay. Um, also, you have to take advantage of the fact, James, that the Packers' weakness on defense is stopping the run. 
Um, they're they're yeah. giving up right here. I see it's uh, 138.2 yeah. rushing yards per game that they're giving up, which is 28th in the NFL. Meanwhile, the Raiders, they're rushing for over 134 yards per game, which is in the top yeah. 10, eighth in the NFL. So um, kind of seems easier said than done, right? But what would you say offensively should be the game plan? Yeah, easier said than done, definitely, because I was at the game last week when the Packers played the Cowboys, and I seen what they did to Zeke. And they made it very, very, very hard on Zeke against a very, very, very good old line. But Raiders do not get scared of that watching that film. We have an offensive line, and it's crazy I say we, we uh, for this game, but <laughs> we have an offensive line that is very, very good as well, and a running back that is very good. Stick with the run if you want to have an opportunity to win this game on the road. Stick with the run. Run Josh Jacobs and stick with it. The Cowboys went away from it, tried to put the ball in Dak's hands, and he started turning the football over. But stick with the run. Make it easier on Derek Carr in that offense. Keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. But stick with the run. Like I said before, early in this podcast, the Raiders know exactly who they are and what they want to be on offense. Yeah. And stick with the run and get the ball out of Derek Carr's hands fast and force those DBs to tackle. I think it's pretty funny that you're changing your tune a little bit because when – they were facing the um, Chicago Bears and heading into that week, and we were talking. You were like, "No, you this is going. You're gonna have to beat them through the air." You're like, "You're gonna have to beat them through the air." So, were you pleasantly surprised? And is that why you're changing your tune, knowing what oh, they absolutely. did against the Bears I mean, defense? Yeah, I mean, the way they ran the ball against one of the best defenses in the National Football League and best front sevens in the National Football League, and they had their way with the Chicago Bears. You. The, the Green Bay Packers run defense is not better than the Chicago Bears defense. So if you had your way with the, the Bears front seven, I mean, the Packers front seven knows that they're going to have to come with it. Yeah, they're going to have to come yeah. with it if they seen what the Raiders did against the Bears front seven. You know, and I know uh, every I played the game. you like, look, I don't care what the team did the week before. They can't stop me. I understand the mindset yeah. of the Packers. Yeah. But believe Charles Wilson always used to tell me, Believe what you see on film. If a DB tells you on film that he's special, believe that. <laughs> and oh, get, that's good. And get, your stu- and, and get your stuff right. You know what I'm saying? And, and be ready for this game. The Raiders have showed you that we can run this ball down your throat. Don't come in here arrogant like, oh, they ain't going to do it again. Believe what you see on film and come in there and do what you got to do. I like it. Well said. But last thing. Keep it 300, James. You kept it 300 last week. You were scared about this game, okay, about the Raiders facing the Bears. And now that it is Packers versus Raiders, and you are a Green Bay Packer through and through because you did spend eight seasons there. Do you really think the Raiders have a chance to beat the Packers? I mean, everybody has a chance at any given Sunday. Do I think the Raiders will win? No. And the reason why I don't think they will win is because of the guy throwing the football. You're not going up against Chase Daniels. You're going up against Aaron Rodgers, who can score points, who can make throws at any given time. And I think that is going to be the equalizer, especially on the road. Last week, you know, the defense was able to play against Chase Daniels. He couldn't really make throws like that. So they could, you know... Play, play certain coverages, you know what I mean? With a guy like Aaron Rodgers, it's like, man, he can make every throw, just like Derek Carr can. You know what I'm saying? He, he can make every throw. So I think that'll be the equalizer, and that's why I say for them to have a chance to win, you got to run the ball, keep 12 on the sideline. 
<sighs> well, I hope the Packers take care of business against the Lions tonight because I do not want to see the Raiders face Aaron Rodgers after a loss. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. As always, if you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace.